For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. And what a game that was. The San Francisco 49ers go down, get it done against the Green Bay Packers. And if you're like me, you were on the edge of your seat the entire game. But Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense does it when they have to. And it's a big time win. And what's up to everyone that's in chat? Just says, hey, TCC. Uh, and then we've got, you know, We've got David in the house. He says, hi to Jess and the crew. What's up, everyone? Traffic says, hey, let's go, TCC. What a game. And it was. It was absolutely fantastic. What's up, Ziggy? Says, let's go. And then Lou coming through with Brock is one cool customer. A way to finish. Joe would be proud. And here's the questions, right? Every single every single person, Packers fans, mainly on uh, Twitter, I have been saying all week long, the 49ers down seven can't win under Kyle Shanahan. Well, guess what? They can. They just proved it. The San Francisco 49ers did not play their best game against the Green Bay Packers, but they played good enough to win. And when they needed to make plays, their biggest players stepped up. From Christian McCaffrey to Brandon Ayuk to Brock Purdy, they made plays when they needed to. And now they're in the NFC Championship game. One more goal in the books. Now you're not there yet. You got to win a big game. You don't know who you're going to play yet. Detroit, Tampa Bay, somebody's coming to town. Uh, but you've got to win these games to do it. And you're right. Brock is one cool customer under pressure. Uh, Josh was not a fan of Avery Thomas. And if you watch my game preview show uh, and my, you know, some of my videos this week, we know that that was a, a question mark for me was Ambry Thomas. Now, I thought Ambry Thomas had some really bad penalties. And that is a concern. He just didn't need to grab. And Bo Melton, you know, takes on the penalty. That was a huge 41-yard play. Uh, so you're right. I mean, that was not the Ambry Thomas's best performance. And thank you so much, Daryl, for becoming a – or for using your channel member, um, you know, things. It says, Ant-Man, ugly win, but we bucked the trend and won a close game. Go family. And KDR uses his – his membership to say, just got back from changing my underwear. Now it's time for some cutback comment of the year, maybe for uh, KNDR, because yes, uh, this one had you struggling a little bit. Uh, that is for sure. So <laughs> well played there. And, and Daryl says, bro, finally catching you live. I'm glad you made it through. 
yeah, I haven't been able to go live as much. I don't go live. I was live with Mark Adams uh, this week for our Red and Bold show. I do that live every week on the PSF app. And now I'm, you know, I go live as much as I can. But uh, Ziggy says, Ant, what are we going to do about these wet games? Here's the good news. You don't have to worry about it until next year. Uh, it's not supposed to rain next Sunday when the 49ers take on whoever they're going to take on the NFC Championship game. And it's going to be nice and dry inside the Dome in Las Vegas if the 49ers get there. But you're right. The wet games have proven to be very difficult for the 49ers. Brock Purdy seems to have some struggles uh, with grip. He tried to go glove. That didn't work. So, I mean, it's going to probably take a lot of practice. If I was Brock Purdy, one of the things I would do in the offseason is I would soak footballs nonstop and just get used to throwing them. And the truth is, I know Kyle said there's nothing you can do to prepare for the rain. I disagree to some point. I don't normally disagree with Kyle, but as a coach, we used to soak the footballs consistently because the ball gets a little bit heavier, uh, the ball gets a little bit harder to grip, and your players just get used to it. Uh, so I think if I was Brock Purdy, that's something I would do during the offseason. But yeah, it's definitely uh, something that's scary. It just says no rain next week in Santa Clara. That is good news. Mr. Corey says, someone in the chat, please kidnap Ambry Thomas. Don't do that. We need Ambry Thomas. The truth is, we're rolling with Ambry Thomas. We're rolling with Charverius Ward and Diameter Lenore. And I got to say, Diameter Lenore was an absolute beast in this game. There's one drive where he just comes up and he makes play after play after play, whether he was playing outside in coverage in the nickel, making tackles against the run, big time hits. Diameter Lenore is a beast. And I hope a lot of people saw that today. Number two was an absolute stud in this football game. So uh, it was real big. <laughs> What's up, uh, Tio Roberto? Um, that W had a skid mark, but we got the dub. It was not It was not the cleanest performance, that is for sure. Uh, but, you know, these are the kind of games you have to win. And if you go back and you look at 49ers history, there's a lot of these games along the way, and sometimes in the playoffs. Sometimes you just win ugly for no certain reason. You just didn't execute as good as you thought. The weather conditions play into you know the outcome of the game, uh, but you find a way, and I think that's what's important. Championship teams find a way, even when they don't play their best, to get a win, and that's exactly what the 49ers did in this game. They found a way. Now, did they check every single one of our cardiovascular levels? Absolutely. Uh, my heart was going the entire time. So, yeah, it wasn't the funnest game to watch, uh, as far as stress levels, it was exciting at the end, that is for sure. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really cool. And thank you. Uh, here we go. Jess says, Ant, free member milestone chats. I appreciate you. I was struggling with that a little bit with the membership. Uh, so thank you so much. And Brad Jones, what's up, Brad? Says, oh my God, Ant, my nerves still haven't recovered. That's exactly right. I mean, I it was funny because when I was going to set the recording uh, for the live stream, I always take a little bit of extra time. Uh, I always, you know, coming from my parents' house, so I have to drive anyways. Uh, but when I get home, I just have to have that moment. And so it's nice to go ahead and have a little bit of time, whether I'm super excited or a little frustrated, depending on situation, to just kind of come down and calm. So I exactly know exactly how you feel, Brad. So absolutely on point. And Josh says, the way this offense played, I have a feeling Debo was the game plan. This game and his injury hurt us 100%. So, 
my wild that's bold prediction actually that's one of the things I, I was leaning towards is I thought that in this game Debo Samuel would have two touchdowns because I did after watching the film I just kept getting this gut check feeling as much as it looked like it was going to be a McCaffrey game which it was McCaffrey had a great game and it was going to be a George Kittle game I thought there's just something that tells me Debo's going to be a big time part of this game and so that's exactly what I thought was going to happen unfortunately he got hurt. So you're right. I think, Josh, they planned for this to be a big Debo game, and adjusting to the injury was a problem. We have to give props to some unnamed guys for stepping up, like Chris Conley for making plays. That was fantastic. And then we got to give props to Jawan for coming back. Jawan Jennings just made some big-time catches, some yards after the catch. That one he caught where Brock Purdy layered the throw just over the defender. He catches it, and then he takes this, I mean, huge hit right in the back. Does not lose the ball. Gets up and smiles. I love Jawan Jennings. And how about Jawan Jennings blocking somebody all the way out uh, out of bounds to the bench? Like, that's who this dude is. Jawan Jennings is something different. I absolutely love Jawan Jennings. I mean, he is a, a favorite for mine as far as 49ers go. Uh, Ziggy says, how many of our defensive defense slipped and fell in coverage? But man, Lenore was a beast. It was a definite problem, right? We've seen guys who don't make errors look like they made errors. From Charvarius Ward falling down, that doesn't happen very often. Tashawn Gibson never has that happen. And that ends up being the big touchdown to Bo Melton. That was a problem. Uh, so yeah, there were some fall, you know, some people falling and slipping down. It looked like the defense was having more problems than the offense, but the truth is that's always going to be the case because the offensive player knows where he's going. The defensive player does not. Uh, so the defensive player is reactionary. He can't distribute weight. Uh, there's just a big difference. So, yeah, it was a problem. I think it did help Green Bay on some drives, extend plays, and have some big plays uh, go their way. But that's the name of the game. When you have these type of circumstances and weather conditions, you have to be able to overcome. Was it pretty? No, but they get it done. So it's absolutely fantastic. Jess says, TCC, have you shared the video link? With friends and family, we are close to 5K. That's right. If you're watching and you have not watched before or you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. I'm on that push for 5K and getting really, really close. Hugo G in the house. What's up, Hugo? Says, let's effing go, TCC. I love it. This game was not clean. This was what I was talking about, taking the road of higher resistance. It was a tough game. And if you look at the DVOA, which I went through this week, and I went through last week during the path of least resistance with Green Bay, was they were actually the number four team in DVOA uh, of the playoff teams. The 49ers were one, Dallas was two, and then you had Detroit and then Green Bay. So when it came to Green Bay's overall ranking, they were pretty good. 13th overall in the league as far as DVOA. So they're a talented football team. I think the 49ers see that Green Bay's not going away. Guess what? Jordan Love and this football team are going to be uh, seeing them in the playoffs probably for a while now. The good news is the 49ers got this one, and now your focus is on the NFC Championship game. But you're right, Hugo. They got tested in this one, and hopefully they can build from that. That is for sure. And we have a super chat here uh, that I want to go ahead and get to. I really appreciate all the super chats. And this one, huge Android user with $70 super chat. I mean, Android user. I can't thank you enough for the super chat says Dre area. And I got to talk about this one for a while. Dre Greenlaw 
was the only 49er starter. And I know Logan Ryan's only been with the team for a while, so I'm not going to count him. But even Jair Brown, that had an interception. Dre did not. Dre Greenlaw gets two interceptions in this game. Big play, Dre. Dre area Android user is 100% right. Dre Greenlaw was making plays in this football game. He was flying around. He spent the last two weeks trying to get healthy, dealing with Achilles tendonitis, and he came up big in the biggest of moments. Absolutely fantastic. Dre Greenlaw, uh, I mean, he's going to live in 49ers lore forever. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, Android user, for the Super Chat. You are the best. And David V uses his membership abilities with a free Super Chat to say, hashtag TCC LFG. So let's effing go 49ers. Absolutely love it. So huge plays coming from the 49ers. And Ernest says, I was, dude, I had a heart attack the whole game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, true story, guys. Like, I was stressed out enough that I almost choked on celery. That's right. Celery almost took me out tonight. Uh, just proves it doesn't always pay to eat healthy. Just a, a little public service announcement there for you guys. Uh, and Jay says, ugh, nail biter. It was tough. It was tough, man. It really was. And, you know, I think that Hugo G talked about it a little bit. Uh, the path of most resistance. Well, the 49ers came through. It was a tough game. And now they got to feel like, hey, we got away with it this time. We didn't play our best, but we still won. Now let's regroup and let's go get it done. They get an extra day of rest compared to the NFC uh, counterpart of the NFC Championship game. Tampa Bay, Detroit, they're playing tomorrow. So advantage 49ers, day extra rest, day extra preparation. You've played Tampa before, uh, so you dig into Detroit a little bit and you start building out game plans so you're prepared when the time comes. So fantastic. Uh, GY says, according to post-game interview, the Jennings handoffs was a mistake. He didn't mean to call that play. Yeah, that's 100% correct. Kyle Shanahan said uh, that's what happens when you use a wristband. And as a former play caller, yeah, that happens. You call a play, and all of a sudden you're like, why are we in this formation, and why are we running this play? And it was a mistake. And a lot of times that can happen, especially uh, you have two different ones, right? They said Hezzy, so it's supposed to be something different. Uh, but also if you, if you have a, a player out, Sometimes you call a play and it's intended for a Debo Samuel, for instance, but Debo's not playing. Uh, so those things can happen, but the 49ers got it figured out, but you are absolutely right. That was a mistake. And Mr. Corey says uh, they owe us a blowout next week after this. Uh, I'll take a blowout. I'll take an absolute drubbing of whoever we play. Uh, that way I don't have to feel that stress. I mean, that was a huge stress. Uh, in that football game. And what's up, Thomas? Thomas says, it's a 6 a.m. here in Denmark, and it's impossible to sleep after that game. Yeah, there, there's no sleeping tonight. I can tell you right now, I am amped and fired up. Uh, Thomas, I love it all the way from Denmark. That's freaking fantastic. I hope you guys are just living it up. Way to start your day with a big 49ers win. And props to the people that are overseas that are watching these games. These games are starting at 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. It's freaking crazy. Uh, so uh, props to you guys. I mean, you guys are absolute soldiers. At least we got to watch it at 5 p.m. Uh, just real comfortable for us on the West Coast. So, yeah, that, I, that's crazy. Uh, Ernest says, we love y'all. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Thanks, everyone that's in chat. You guys are the best. And Ziggy says, how do you like Brock coming back in the fourth? And I bet we will start to hear how horrible Brock was, even though he won us the game. And that's it. He was clutch. 
Brock Purdy, in the biggest moment of the biggest game of the year, settled in and made the plays he was supposed to make. And yes, there's going to be people that are going to say, hey, look at the incompletions, look at his completion percentage, look at the struggles in the rain. He's not that guy. What I will say is, even though he threw some passes that could have been turned over, he did not turn over the football. Brock Purdy settled in and made the throws he had to make. He made some extremely good passes in this football game, and when it came out on the other end, they won. So yeah, criticisms are not going to stop for Brock Purdy. The truth is, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year, criticisms are still going to be there. It's always going to be they did it in spite of Brock Purdy. But that doesn't matter. You go out and you do it. You don't care what anyone says. We know what we've got in Brock Purdy. We know what kind of quarterback we have. We have a quarterback that when all of it's on his shoulders, looks down the field and makes the throws he has to make. It doesn't shake him. Brock Purdy is something different. And that's the kind of you know environment that you want to have. Uh, when these games are at their biggest moments, when everything is so hectic, there's that guy that has that calmness. And the 49ers haven't had that in a long time. And Brock Purdy is as cool as the other side of the pillow, to quote the great Stuart Scott. Absolutely uh, fantastic. But yeah, Brock's going to get criticism. That's okay. Brock, don't let it bother him, and I'm not going to let it bother me either. Uh, I'm Just let him bring it, as long as we keep winning. Brad says, can we pray we get Alex Kemp as the ref for next week? They like to let the boys play. Yeah, Alex Kemp, too. 49ers with Alex Kemp as the head referee are now 6-1 and one all time. So 49ers usually do well with Alex Kemp as the referee. I thought where the 49ers had their struggles were in the secondary. But yeah, the holding calls are definitely not getting called with Alex Kemp as a ref. There were so many times, and it's both sides, guys. I mean, it's clear. Uh, they just weren't going to call it. They weren't going to determine this football game from holding calls unless they were egregious. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a way to go. I don't know who the refing crew is going to be, uh, but I think most teams would rather have referee crews to let things go uh, than call it really, really tight because then you feel like you're in a playoff game and you let have the battle. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's huge. Um, Lou says, Hey, Ant, any 19 news? No. So what Kyle Shanahan said in his presser was that he left the game with a shoulder injury and that he was evaluated for a head injury, but cleared. So we don't know what the imaging looked like for Debo Samuel. My guess is we'll probably find out later this week, uh, what is going on with Debo. My hope is that he had something that was bothering him and they said, you know what? You can play, uh, and you won't be able to go next week if you take another hit or, you can sit out and you can play next week or have the potential to play next week. That's my hope. Um, I don't know what it is. Debo did miss time this year for a shoulder injury, so we'll see. I mean, you're getting to the point now where I mean, you just got to play through things if you can. And I don't know what it is, so I can't comment on you know whether Debo could have pushed through or not. And you know, I mean, Debo's a tough guy. Debo couldn't go out there. It does make me concerned. So I'm hoping that it's nothing serious, and they believe with a week off. Debo could be ready and available to go next week. And what's up, Jan? He says, hey, yo, hey, yo. Uh, that's just for you, Jan. So thanks so much. Uh, Ernest says, so glad you survived the celery attack. I was worried I would have to go drink. Now I can go drink. But as victors, uh, you'll have a little more control over what happens now. At least it's a victory, uh, cheering, drinking fest instead of a drowning your sorrows. It's always a little bit different. So uh, congratulations, Ernest. Enjoy yourself. Uh, have have fun. And then Jess is is true. P PSA, brownies have never choked anyone. Uh, facts. So celery, stay away. They, they'll get you. They'll get you. Uh, Android user says, long time no chat, Coach Ant. Hope you and Alex are doing well. Yeah. 
Uh, we're doing well. In fact, I think Alex was at the game. I, I believe I saw that. So I'm sure he was nice and soaking wet, uh, but probably living the dream as he's dealing with Levi Levi uh, traffic. Um, yeah, I dealt with that this year. Not, not exactly the best thing, but yeah, we're doing good. I hope you're doing good as well, Android user. Good to see you in chat. Always love having you come through. Uh, Jan was looking for the update on Debo. That's all we know right now. Bratches, how good was it to see Aziz back with the Hot Boys before the game on the field? Yeah, I thought it was interesting to see players that used to play for the 49ers who aren't on the team, who are active players around the league, back to cheer on their boys. Solomon Thomas out there wearing a Christian McCaffrey jersey. Aziz Alshire out there hanging out with the Hot Boys. Uh, yeah, I know he's really, really super tight with Drake Greenlaw. Uh, so that made a lot of sense. But I think it's cool to see those guys around. And let's be honest, I mean, the the big-time stars were out there, right? We had rappers. Uh, Two Chains was out there. Uh, I know that there were some Packers guys as well. So, yeah, it was it was a cool environment. And I do love seeing all those guys come back. Um, that's what you have to see. And Jay Ellie says, Ant, oh, man, we getting pissed at times. Mainly the clock management and coaching on to the next opponent. 75% sure it'll be the Lions. Let's go crew. Uh, so, yeah, pretty you're pretty sure it's going to be the Lions. Lions are a good football team. And uh, they can get the run game going with Jameer Gibbs against Tampa Bay, which Tampa Bay has a pretty, pretty good run defense. You have Vita Vea and some of those big guys in front, but Shaq Barrett on the outside, Joe Tryon, they do pretty good. Uh, two good linebackers, Levante David, uh, Devin White. So I, if they can get a run game going against Tampa Bay, I think they will win. If that run game gets slowed up, that starts to make this game a little bit more interesting. Tampa just wants to be there in the end. I, I think it's going to be interesting of two former first overall picks, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. Uh, I would say that, you know, you know, Goff probably feels more comfortable in big games. He's been to the Super Bowl, but he counted on a really good running back in uh, Todd Gurley. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think there's always things to question. When you're a coach, you always have to go back, look at things that didn't work out, uh, look at things you didn't execute on. Everyone wants plays back. And so we'll see how Kyle ends up adjusting. The good news is if you had mistakes, you're able to uh, make a, you know changes to what you did and move forward. So you're right. I mean, there's some things that everyone was getting frustrated about. I'm very, very sure. And Jess says, hey, hey, there's 35 watching, only 17 likes. What the heck? Everyone go smash that like button. Yeah, it just jumped to 42. Uh, hit that like button and uh, and help me out. It kicks it out into the algorithm. What's up, Teresa? Teresa says, Gunner is still awake after all the hype from that win. Yeah, I'm sure Johnny was loving them, loving it, yelling as, as, as well as I was. Uh, so, yeah, Gunner. Uh, I hope Gunner's enjoying it. You get to stay up late. 49ers win. That's the rules, Teresa. Uh, so just let it happen. Uh, but, yeah, good. Uh, say hi to Johnny for me. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming through and checking out the, the chat. Uh, Joel says, way to go. That win was awesome. That win was awesome, Joel. It was. I, I, it was it was funny because I was so nervous during the game. The game felt weird. It didn't feel right. You know, you think you're going to get out of this big moment. McCaffrey gets a touchdown. You're like, yeah, here we go. And then they get the big kickoff. Return. You're like, man, something just wrong. And with, a, with I don't know if there's about six and a half minutes left. You know, I, I was watching it with family and I just looked at him and I said, you know what? I feel confident. I feel comfortable. You know, it's going to happen now. And sure enough, it did. And it's it's just, it's crazy. I just have so much faith in this football team. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, I figured Kyle Shannon is going to figure this out. And let's be honest, B.A. and Christian McCaffrey making huge plays. It was great. And Hugo says D was letting uh, Freddie P. soft creep in on our D. 
Um, it was interesting. You know what I mean? It, it really was. And, you know, the defense didn't have their best day, but I thought that they they ended up making some big plays. Uh, the fact that they held the Green Bay Packers in the red zone uh, for the first part of this football game and held them to field goals was fantastic. That, that fourth down stop uh, in the first half was huge. So the defense had a bend and break you know, mentality, and for the most part, they did a really good job. They held Green Bay under their season average in points. So was it a clean game? No, but when they made their play, when they had to make plays, they made those plays. And I think that's exactly what you're hoping the Niners are going to do. And they did it. So adjustments are coming. That is for sure. I did think what was interesting. I don't know how many of you caught this, but Cleveland Farrell season is ended. Uh, they put him on IR. So that means they're counting on young Robert Beal to be a part of this rotation. And guess what? You look at the last couple of drives, guess who's in the game? Robert Beal Jr. Uh, that gives us a little bit of hope for the future and what he could do. Mr. Gore says, not to mention Purdy is playing behind a mediocre O-line. I will give him this, though. That mediocre O-line had only given up 28 sacks when Brock Purdy was behind them as quarterback. So even though they're much maligned, they get it done when they have to. Watch Christian McCaffrey's touchdown at the end. Jake Brendel absolutely dominates and wins a block. Now, don't ask me how he gets the guy to the ground, because I'm not sure. But he set it up for a huge, huge hole. Aaron Banks didn't even get anywhere. Aaron Banks went down. But Jake Brendel made a huge block. Uh, so, yeah, much maligned, probably not you know, highly touted. But when it came down to it, they made the plays they had to make. And that's what you want. Brad Jones says, Kyle is now 1-30 and 30 when trailing by 7 going in the fourth quarter. It's a new day. It's a new day. You have a new quarterback now. You have Brock freaking Purdy. This ain't the other guys that Kyle Shanahan's had. This is Mr. Cool, Calm, and Collected. And I think that you have the playmakers like McCaffrey, like Brandon Ayuk. They want the ball. I mean, George Kittle does too. At Debo, if he was out there. These guys want the ball in the biggest moments. And now they have a quarterback who's not afraid to get it to them. He's not afraid of these big moments. He's not. Uh, I, that's why I like these teams. But, yeah, huge stat. Brad, Kyle, 1-30 and 30, uh, when trailing by 7. Hey, you have to start somewhere, you know. Next time it'll be two and thirty. I'm just saying the uh, two and thirty-one. You know, I mean, they're two and thirty. I, oh, I guess it's one and thirty. Yeah. JLE says Ambry. Just that's it, Ambry. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I I get it. I get it. Uh, what's up, Chris? Chris says tough to beat number one seed with two turnover ratio. You're hundred percent right. I mean, that's that's really what got to Green Bay. And when the 49ers win the turnover rate, they win the football game. When the 49ers rush for over 75 yards with Christian McCaffrey, they win. They're 11 and one now this season with McCaffrey uh, doing that. But when you look at the turnover this year, uh, Green Bay had into the regular season uh, turning the ball over 18 times and getting 18 takeaways. So a zero uh, turnover differential. And then they go in this game and it's minus two. And it was almost minus three. Uh, special teams, you know, after that great return, I mean, it was spectacular. He puts the ball on the ground. That was close. And so, yeah, you can't win when you turn over the football. And Jordan Love had been so good over the last 10 games, not turning over the football. And this time he did. And you know what? That last drive, you have to make something happen. You have 50 seconds left. You're rolling to your right. You're trying to do something. And you throw the ball across your body, and you can never do that. Uh, that's why I cringe every time Brock Purdy throws back across uh, his body, because bad things happen, and you can't win games like that. You're absolutely right. Uh, this is the first game they've lost in the last five where Aaron Jones ran the ball for over 100 yards. The 49 yards gave up their first 100-yard rusher uh, in, was like, 59 games or 51 games, something ridiculous. So, 
It was a, uh, it was really, really good. And uh, let's see, David Campbell. What's up, David? Says Kittle should have an illegal contact against him too, and the Packer D was just close to a pick play. They were the the Packers almost had two interceptions. Uh, the first one in the, I mean, it was one of the, I think it was on the first drive. Savage drove on the football. Uh, Brock, I don't think saw him, and that could have been an easy pick six for them. That was a huge pivotal pivotal play. And there was another one later that happened uh, where it went over Juwan Jennings' hands, and they dropped it as well. So 49ers had other opportunities to get picks as well. Diamond Lenore got his hands on a football. Uh, so there were opportunities for both teams. They didn't capitalize on all their, their opportunities. But when the ball came near Dre Greenlaw, he made the play. And you're right. There was some physical contact. It didn't look like the, the referees were ready to call illegal contact. What they were ready to call was pass interference. But, um, yeah, they were letting them play out there, and it was definitely tough. Brad says, midday starts for me. Now just have to make sure I can call in sick next Monday for the NFC Championship game. Do it, Brad. Do it. Uh, start setting. You better start coughing. Start coughing about you know Thursday or Friday. You know you're you're just getting really sick. You just you just can't let it happen. Uh, Brad says, I wonder how Amy Trask is feeling about her horrible comments about Brock this week. She'll just use some of his some of his inaccuracies uh, to pad her you know her thought process. Let's be honest. In in, in the clickbait kind of media time, uh, she was getting she was getting attention, and that's ultimately what she was looking for. Uh, I mean, now what is he? The he's going to be one of the what worst four or the worst of the four quarterbacks remaining? I can live with that. Uh, Brock Purdy's going to be just just fine, that's for sure. Uh, what's up, Steve O? Steve O's in the house. It's ye. I always love when we get the ye coming through. What's up, Jan? Jan says all uh, a lot of former staff and players around the league tells you what you need to know about the GM. Yeah, this front office is doing things the right way. That's why other organizations are coming in and poaching our front office personnel, and our coaching staffs because they want to set up the same sort of thing in their area. Uh, this is the same thing that happened to Eddie DeBartolo and Bill Walsh's groups. They wanted to take what was there, and they wanted to transplant it to wherever they're at. Uh, so it says a lot about the organization, John Lynch, uh, what they're doing, Jed York, and I think that this is exactly what you want. You are a premier franchise in the NFL. You are now in your fourth NFC Championship game in five years. Here's where it comes, though. It's time to win. Uh, it's time for the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's not going to be enough to go to the NFC Championship game. It was never enough for Eddie DeBartolo, and I guarantee you it's not enough for Jed York. It's not enough for Kyle Shannon. It's not enough for John Lynch. They want to finish the deal, and uh, it's time to leave no doubt. I mean, Steve Young said it in his in his hype this this week. That's what you have to do. You have to win that game. Uh, Mr. Corey says, I hope DJ Jones is on the sidelines next season in a 49ers uniform. It'll be interesting to see what happens with there, uh, with that, and, and see you know, if he's available or whatever. I would take him in a heartbeat. Uh, so late. What's up? Bang, bang, Niner gang. Yeah, I like that. Uh, well done. Uh, we've had some interesting new songs, right? You see the one by Sawidi and Pilo. Uh, I don't know how you guys are feeling about that, but that was an interesting new song. Uh, Charles says, got that signature gut check win in. Now time to take control. I like that. I like that approach, Charles. Yeah, let's go. We we got the big win that we had to get, the tough, grimy uh, win in the playoffs, in the weather, in January. Now it's time to go blow the doors off everybody else. Uh, it, it's time. It's time to click on all cylinders. Uh, if there was any rust, you got it out. If you had to prove that you can win a big game, you did it. Let's just go get it done. Let's go get it done in a big way. And what's up, Kenny? Uh, Kenny's in the house. It's faithful. We did it. Yeah, big. Huge for the 49ers. They had to get it done. 
and they did. And what's up, John? John says, this was my first time at a public venue watching the game all season. I love that vibe. I enjoyed all the feelings. The game got us primed after that off time. Yeah, watching it with people, it, it's exciting. It, it can be nerve-wracking because you feel everyone's energy, but absolutely, it is absolutely exciting to see. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely uh, agree with you. It's fun to watch it in person. Uh, I was able to go to the last regular season game. Uh, me and my wife went. And it was a lot of fun. So, John, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time, man. Uh, playoffs are the right time to go watch it with friends and just really enjoy 49ers football. Uh, Ziggy says, I think this puts Purdy better than love at two picks and couldn't convert on an important third down at fourth down. Yes, it did. I mean, Jordan Love looked good in this game, but Jordan Love did not look Dallas Cowboys good, right? I mean, he looked like a normal quarterback in this game. He made some big throws. Congratulations. I, I actually think he's going to be a good player in this league. But when it came down to it, there was one quarterback that made the plays he had to make, and there was one quarterback that didn't. And, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy proved, you know, he's he, – Brock Purdy is – Believe it or not, even though he's only in his second season, has more experience than Jordan Love in the playoffs. Jordan Love, and even though he's going into his was his fourth year this year, so he's played for you know he's been behind Aaron Rodgers the whole time. Brock Purdy got big playoff wins last year. Uh, Brock Purdy won two games last year. He won this won this year. He's already got three wins more than Dak Prescott has in his whole career. And the truth is, Brock Purdy has never lost a playoff game, which he started and he finished. So that's always things to remember as we're going. And what's up, Jay Hills in the house? Right when they showed that Kyle stat, I looked at Horsty and said 24-21 seems like the number I like. And uh, that is correct. And I'm going to clarify with Horst and make sure that is correct, Jay Hill. Uh, so I hope you know. I'm, I'm going to vet that. But I'm glad you're right because I the 24-21, absolutely huge. And Jan brings up, you know, Green Bay's missed field goal really helped. And that's why, I mean, when it comes to it, it's complimentary football. Uh, you know, Jake Moody had a, a field goal blocked. I did like the adjustment from Jake Moody. I want to give him credit. So at the end of the half, he kicked a lower ball because it was traveling and he, uh, a, a pretty good distance. So he had to kick it lower. Later in the game, he had a deep field goal that he had to make and he elevated it a lot. And by doing that, as everyone noticed, it didn't go as far as Jake Moody field goals normally go. He wanted to make sure it cleared the line of scrimmage. So uh, good for Jake Moody making the adjustments. And Jake Moody was absolutely fantastic in this game. I know he had the one blocked, but every PAT and every field goal was like right down the middle. I felt comfortable with him in this game. Uh, I was doing the whole facing the Giants thing the whole time. Like we just had to have it. So you're right. That was a big miss by Carlson. Absolutely huge. Uh, Jay Hill says, that being said, I didn't feel comfortable until the field goal was missed. So a lot of people feeling pretty good once Carlson missed that field goal. And I think that's the right mentality. Uh, but I felt comfortable before that. I don't know how, but I did. Uh, Jay Ellie says, love, love and the pack is a good team. Probably two years early. We will see them again in the playoffs. I think so, too. I, I think that this thing is you know, Mike Lef or Matt LaFleur. He's got it rolling. Uh, they have some really good talent on offense. Those young playmakers at the wide receiver position, they're going to be making plays for a while. Aaron Jones is still that guy at the running back position. They've drafted really well along the offensive line. Guys like Zach Tom playing really well, right? John Runyon played pretty good in this game as well. They have Sean Ryan as well. It's a good group. And so I think that they are going to be coming on. They need to make some adjustments to their defense. Uh, Savage is going to be a free agent. Uh, they need to add to that secondary, and I believe they need to get more athletic at the linebacker position. 
uh, with guys who are better in coverage. But uh, to me, they are a team that is coming. The 49ers will fully expect to see them in future seasons in the playoffs. And guess what? They've met 10 times, the most all-time NFL. I expect that number to keep increasing uh, because, you know, hey, that's what these guys do. They play. Android user says, should we be concerned that the D-line got no sacks? It was definitely frustrating. Uh, the defensive line was just short. There were some times where they were going to get home and he got rid of the football. Uh, one time, Nick Bosa made a great move out on the outside uh, with a huge win, and he got rid of the football in time. There's another time they cut Armstead free because they showed blitz with Fred Warner and he got rid of the football, but the 49ers got to stop. So I'm a little nervous about the, the pass rush, but I will say this. Last week, Green Bay Packers played the Dallas Cowboys, a very good pass rush team held them to no sacks. They did the same thing in the 49ers. I think this has to give a lot of credit to Green Bay, their scheme, and how their offensive line is blocking. And so I think the 49ers will have more success as the playoffs go on because I don't think they'll face an offensive line that is as good as what they just saw, believe it or not. I think Green Bay's offensive line was really good in this game. So my old concern Android user, I think, has to be there, but I'm hoping the 49ers can step up and make plays. Balls Mahoney, tough game in the rain. When the defense needed to step up, they made plays, and Brock overcame a sloppy game to come through in crunch time. I'll take it, right? That's exactly what you got to think. I'm going to take it. This is the moment you have to make big-time plays. and uh, when, you, when you're backed against the wall and you need it, you got to do it. The defense did it. Brock Purdy did it. You're 100% right, uh, Palms, because that's what you have to do. Uh, Charles says D got no sacks but got two picks. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, even on the last pick, Jordan Love is escaping, right? He's getting away, but he has to make a tough throw. So it wasn't like the pass rush was non-existent, but yes, I would love to see them get home and get some sacks as we move through the playoffs. Because if you're playing Detroit and you put pressure on, on uh, Jared Goff, he's a way different quarterback than he is when he can sit comfortable. I mean, it's like 30% difference between his completion percentage. And I know all quarterbacks are not as good with pressure, but for Goff, it's like falling off a cliff. Uh, so it's going to be very, very important for sure. Hugo G says, I saw that. I saw the ran with Logan and Gip. Is Jair good? Yes. So Kyle Shannon explained that they decided to go with Logan Ryan because Logan Ryan's experience, uh, he understood the moment he's been playing. And then when you look at Jair Brown, Brown was coming off the four-week injury and they didn't want to have him step up and have to play right in this moment in the playoffs. So they went with the experienced veteran instead of the young guy. They're still confident in Jair Brown, but it looks like they're planning on going with Logan Ryan. We'll see. After you watch the film, we'll see. But it, it definitely um, is the way the 49ers lean. They went for, with veteran over the young player. But trust me, Jair Brown's coming. Uh, that dude's a beast. And once he understands fully the scheme and where he's supposed to be and gets more confident in his pre-stab reads and the concepts, he's going to be an absolute force for the 49ers. JLE says that Baltimore team is a second half look like a one seed. Yeah, Baltimore looked good. And, you know, Texans were hanging in there for a while, and then it went the wrong way. And the Baltimore Ravens have not allowed the Houston Texans to score an offensive touchdowns in two games. They played them during the regular season, no touchdowns. They play them this time, no touchdowns. So, um, yeah, the Houston Texans team is really good. Uh, but just like the Green Bay Packers, it's not quite their time. I think Green Bay is farther along. But Houston's got a bright future ahead of them. D'Amico Ryans is a great coach. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens look very good, and we'll see what happens. Next week, they're going to play either the Chiefs or the Bills. That's going to be a tough game.
but they could be waiting for the 49ers in Las Vegas and the 49ers are able to make that play. Ed Charles says, hey, big play, Dre. Dre Greenlaw, he's that guy. He's just that guy. Him and Fred, when the time has to happen, they make plays. Uh, that's why these two guys are going to get talked up like Navarro Bowman, like uh, you know Patrick Willis. I mean, these two guys are in that, that mold. They just make things happen. They are absolutely fantastic. Brad says, can already tell Packers versus Niners at Lambeau next year is going to be a prime time in December for sure. You're right. It's gonna they're gonna set this game up. It's gonna be big time, and it should. Jordan Love is a legitimate force in the NFL. Right now, he's one of the top young quarterbacks. He's got all the ability in the world, big arm, a lot of confidence, uh, stays calm in the pocket, can make big throws. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like about Jordan Love and this team that they're building there with uh, with the floor and the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a big game next year, that is for sure. But uh, luckily for us, the 49ers were able to figure out a way to get it done. Charlie says, but we were lucky those two Purdy throws hit the ground. And there has to be luck in it. I mean, if you go back and you look at Super Bowl 23, I, I don't know uh, how much how many people have watched it. Joe Montana threw a pickable football that was dropped. Um, and it was dropped to the end zone. So it would have been a big play for another score on the drive. Huge play. So uh, these things happen, right? It's the onus is on the other team to make the plays. Now, you you don't like those plays. You want to limit those plays because you don't want that to happen. But there's a, a part of luck that goes into these games, too. And it was on the 49ers' side when it came to those two turnovers. 49ers, Gals, as we play again in the regular season next season, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Going to be a blast. And Charles says, weather forecast for next weekend. We're good. No rain next weekend. It's looking good out in California. Trust me that I right away. That's one of the first things we were looking at. Hey, I've been watching it all week. I got Santa Clara saved. I mean, it helps. Uh, my wife is from San Jose. So, you know, I have the weather saved for there anyway. So we're like, yeah, we know what's going on in Santa Clara. Uh, so next week it's looking good for the 49ers. Uh, really excited about how it's going to go. Uh, Jan says, Ant, you're not wrong, my guy. I love it. Uh, bringing it back. Palmney's not happy. The NFL is rigged. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I think that's how it feels sometimes. But if it's rigged in the 49ers' favor, I'll take it. Uh, Jan says Brock will be the last, uh, the last first worst quarterback standing. Uh, I like that. Well played, Jan. Uh, John says, "What's up, at, at Coach Antho? Uh, do we go after another offensive tackle, even though the Silverback is coming back for the year 14?" Yes. Uh, you have a first round pick for the first time in a few years because of the Trey Lance trade. You absolutely go get an offensive lineman unless there is a better defensive lineman there. Then we know how that goes. Uh, Hugo says it's time for the 49ers to open the door. So I hope you're meaning what I think you're meaning because Joe Montana has uh, a big, a, a big speech. And he talks about the fact that when they win a divisional round game, he says team that's one big, uh, they got they we open the door next week you go through it uh we're gonna kick ass and take names uh the week thereafter which is the Super Bowl I hope that's what you mean because that's what I'm picking up Hugo G absolutely fantastic and Mr course I agree and if we can get to the Super Bowl right now we're never getting there a loss would be em embarrassing um yeah I mean this is it I mean th these I don't think this would be like the last time I don't think like the doors close on the 49ers if they don't get to the Super Bowl but this is this is the shot. This is what they've been working for. They got the quarterback. They've got the talent on defense, the talent on offense. And every year you get away from this, you run the risk of losing players. 
Uh, the core players start to get older. Things change. You just got to take advantage of the opportunities you have. This is the 49ers' best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. They need to get in that game, and they need to do it. Uh, what's up, BMO? Says, you will go past lines easy, but you have to get work harder against the Ravens if you want to win Super Bowl. Not easy. You can lose big because you are not as tough as the Ravens. Good luck. Um, I think that, you know, yeah, you, you're going to have a tough game if you're playing the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is a huge, uh, you know, a huge risk to play because he's got his legs. He's got his ability to run. So, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy. That is for sure. What I will say is, though, um, you played them once. You know what they're going to do. Yes, they're, they're predicated on physicality, uh, but you are a physical team as well. And you go out there and be as physical as you can, but now you saw what they do. And you just got to go out there and hang. But, yeah, I appreciate your comment, BMO. I really do. Uh, Charles says, as long as we don't get those funny bounces, I think it'll be closer uh, than Christmas. You're right. Some things didn't go the 40 yards way. They turned over the football. Uh, that's what happened. So, uh, Lou says, Ant, thanks. You rock. Go San Francisco next week out. Have a good one, Lou. I know it's starting to get late for some people, but I appreciate you coming through and, uh, and joining me for the stream. I really appreciate it. 49ers get the big win. I guess the Green Bay Packers. Charles says Logan gave up a big pass when he didn't pass off his man. Uh, he did. And so we have we had that. We had that breakdown. And I think we also had the touchdown uh, that went to, I don't remember if it was Kraft or if it was uh, Musgrave. But uh, we had a situation where they should have checked the zone coverage too when you had the, the bunch there and they ended up rubbing uh, Mason. I don't, or, I don't, or sorry, Logan Ryan. I don't know if that's his, his fault or not. Um, but you're right. I mean, he did have a couple bad plays in this game. It's just, that's what happens. Marcus says, man, Debo went out and a half of our game plan left with them. hundred percent accurate, hundred percent accurate. I mean, you planned it for two weeks, probably for Debo to be a big part of the game plan. We saw it early. Debo was getting the ball on the screen. Debo was getting the ball over the middle. They were going to have Debo as a part of this play about a part of this run game and a part of the passing game. And when he left the four had to adjust on the fly. And it took a little bit of work. The good news is, uh, during the regular season when Debo was out, the 49ers couldn't overcome the obstacle. And they would only score 17 points. They wouldn't win the football game. Well, guess what? Today it was different. The 49ers adjusted. They made plays without Debo Samuel. Unlikely players stepped up like Chris Conley. You had playmakers who came back like Jawan Jennings. And you had Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey that stared in the eyes of situations where they had to make big plays and made them. Ayuk's catch over the middle. To convert on third down was monstrous. And Christian McCaffrey, some of his runs are ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's for sure a situation where, you know, you have these guys and they have – Debo, you're planning on him being a big part of this game. And when he goes down, you just have to adjust, and it's not an easy adjustment. You don't have another Debo Samuel back there. Uh, so that's what makes it tough. But at least you got Christian McCaffrey. So that really helps a lot. Mr. Corey says, Jair Brown is already better than Gibson – and Hufanga, and I love Hufanga. Um, I still love Hufanga a lot. I'm not ready to put Jair ahead of him because uh, Jair Brown's making the mistakes that Hufanga made last year. He's making them this year. I think that those two together are going to be really, really good in the future. Uh, so, But I think Jair Brown is learning. I don't think they ever intended on him playing as a rookie. Um, he was thrust out there. He played well. But if you watch the film, he had some he had some uh, problems in his, in his coverage. So he's going to get better, and then I'll be really excited about him I think he in the future, he's going to be an absolute savage because not only does Jair Brown have the speed, but he hits a ton. He feels really good in the run game. Uh, he, he's he's a big-time player for the 49ers. Ziggy said, against the Ravens, we didn't get any luck with the balls that went into hands. I don't want to hear anything about 
uh, luck. Yeah, it, it didn't work out for the Niners in that one, did it? Uh, yeah, you're right. I got what you're saying, Ziggy. Oh, we're on the same page. Um, Mark says, is it going to be dry next week? Yes. No rain in the forecast. Dry weather for whoever the 49ers play. Lions, uh, do they play the, the Bucks? We'll find out tomorrow, but it should be good. And what's up, Phil? Phil in the house says, hard game to watch, but we won. And that's the thing, right? Like, if the 49ers go on and they win next week and they go to the Super Bowl and they win that, we're going to remember this game fondly as a time where Brock Purdy led the team down to win. And you got to have some of these games where it's just grit, gritty and grimy and you have to battle your way through, and, and they got it done. So, yeah, congratulations to the 49ers, a big win. Ziggy says, man, I don't like the plays Shani calls when we are down. It stresses me out. It's, it's interesting. You know, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are hypercritical of Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, there's lots of times where uh, I think every 49er fan is like, man, run the football, run the football. And, you know, it, it, it we'll see what happens when we get into the All-22 film and take a look at it and see what, you know, what he was doing at certain times. But uh, I think that it's normal for all of us to stress out on some of the plays, that's for sure, uh, because we're not in control. We don't know what Kyle's looking at. We don't know. Uh, what personnel he has to have in the game at the time. So, yeah, it's definitely highly stressful, uh, especially at the end of the games when Kyle's making those big-time calls. And, you know, when you're looking at this team and the 49ers and what they have to do moving forward, uh, they just have to go clean up some of the mistakes they made. You know, we had Brock Purdy yelling at at wide receivers a little bit in this game. That's not the norm. Uh, we know that he thought Ray McLeod was supposed to break out. We know that George Kittle got bumped off his spot and didn't get to his spot. Brandon Ayuk had another time where he thought he was going to be somewhere else. Uh, so they just got to get on the same page. And maybe those are side adjustments, things like that. But 49ers can work through it. That's the thing about this team. They've seen everything now. And when you go into games and you're not playing your best, you got to come out with a victory. And that's exactly what the 49ers did in this game. So uh, it was absolutely big. We've got Hugo says, all right, TCC Major Love, God willing, see you all next Sunday. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you there. Uh, Mark says, how was your blood pressure watching the game? Man? Mine was off the charts. Same. I, I can tell you right now that uh, my heart is in good health because I made it through this game without having a heart attack. And, uh, yeah, my, my, my levels were up. I was stressing. It was a tough game. Uh, definitely body temperature was up. And the 49ers got it done. And you know what? I'm glad that they did. It was a huge win for the 49ers. It's exactly what you have to have at this moment is them go out and get it done when they're supposed to get it done. That's what you have to have. 49ers have to get it done when they're supposed as supposed to, and they did it. And uh, so even though my stress levels were up, I'm glad when I looked out at Brock Purdy, the guy was just cool. I mean, you could see his face. There was no stress. He was calm. He was comfortable. Look at Ayuk, calm, comfortable. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. It looked like they've been preparing for this moment. And when they had to make the plays, they absolutely made the plays. And I, that's what I love because guess what? There's, an, there's probably going to be a chance they're going to face the same thing again. I don't know if it'll be next week. I don't know if it'll be in the Super Bowl. I don't know if it'll be next year in the playoffs. But seeing Brock Purdy do it means, number one, we can all have faith that Brock Purdy can do it. Number two, Brock Purdy has faith that Brock Purdy can do it. And number three, the other team knows Brock Purdy can do it. And all of his teammates know, too. Uh, so, yeah, huge. And what's up, Sound Grips? It's Niners. I love it. Yeah, Niners had a big game. And it was a big game for the 49ers. It's a big game for Brock Purdy. They had to go out there. They had to prove it. 
They had to prove how good they are as a football team. They had to get it done against Green Bay, and they did. And we saw Christian McCaffrey with the big explosive run. Was that not just crazy good? He jukes Savage in the hole. He sprints up the field. He makes plays. It was great. And so thank you so much, uh, D. Griffin, for the, the subscription. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Um, but he makes the juke, right? He runs up. He's got the big explosive touchdown. If you did not watch the Madden Sim, I know it didn't happen at the end of the game. It happened to put the four years up 14-13. But go watch that run and tell me they weren't eerily similar from the fact that he jukes Savage uh, until he breaks the tackle and runs. It, it's crazy sometimes seeing some of this stuff. Uh, and Mark says, why didn't Mitchell or Mason get any carries? Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think Kyle, because they were down, was looking at a situation where he wanted to keep the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands. He wanted to have the explosive playmaker getting the ball. I think if the 49ers would have been up and if they would have been winning, I do believe we would have saw some Mason and some Elijah Mitchell. Uh, but because we did it, we saw a lot of Christian McCaffrey. And this was a Christian McCaffrey that was highly healthy. Uh, he had just had you know a few weeks off. So that is good news. Now, they've got a a regular week of practice, a regular week of rest. And then if they win, they get another two weeks off. So you can use Christian McCaffrey a lot over the next you know week or so, and he'll still be good. So uh, yeah, so L Griffin with the subscription. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you subscribing. But that's why I think we didn't see Mitchell and Mason. I think if we'd have been winning, we might've seen them and maybe we'll see them next week. Uh, we shall see. Android uses Greg Olson mentioned Purdy being in shotgun. And a lot shows that Shanahan trusts him. I think that's the case. I think that Kyle likes to find what his quarterbacks feel comfortable with. As, as Jimmy Garoppolo was in San Francisco, the longer he was there, he put him more and more in shotgun because uh, he felt more comfortable in shotgun. He felt like he could see the field quicker and sooner. And so uh, they do that. The problem with the shotgun is it changes the outside zone a little bit. Uh, it changes the way it looks. It changes the point. They're going to give the ball. So there's a lot of things that change with that. So it can't affect your run game. And so I think that's why Kyle prefers his quarterback normally under center. But if your quarterback's better, uh, feels more comfortable in shotgun, you just have to give him the things that he does well. It's your job to put the players in the best situation to be successful. And I think that's what Kyle's trying to do with Brock. And we see that all the time from McCaffrey uh, to Ayuk to Juwan Jennings to Kittle. He does his best to make sure those players are, are confident and their abilities then go out and get it done. And what's up, Sean? Sean says, aloha, faithful. Appreciate you. Uh, and Sean says, hey, great. Finally getting to see a live show, brother. Miss this. Yeah, miss you coming through. And um, yeah, I'm glad we were on at the same, you know, able to get it done where you come in chat as I'm on. I uh, really appreciate it. Sean says, we did everything we could possibly to lose this game. Still was able to bear down and find a way to win. What a cry grind. Proud of this team. And that's the facts. Yes, things did not go exactly how the 49ers planned. The 49ers were not rolling on all cylinders. This is not the best we've seen the 49ers play this year. But when the time came and they had to make the plays, they made them. And there's something to be said about that. Not every game is going to go the way you want it to go. Not every game is going to be a dominant victory for your football team. Sometimes you have to go out there and you have to prove you can win by three. This was the most narrow game the 49ers have won this season. Uh, the closest before, they won by seven against the Los Angeles Rams in week two. So the 49ers had to go out there and they had to prove they could win a close game, and they did it in this matchup. So, yeah, you're right. There's nothing really great about it uh, as far as, like, the execution, but you're right here. 
Sean says team building win. And that is entirely accurate. A team building victory for the San Francisco 49ers. This is one of those ones you all look at each other in the eye and you say, you know what? I'm going to play better next year. I got to, or next week, I got to play better next week. But you know what? We can win any game. It doesn't matter. We can blow them out. We can play a tight game. But no matter what, we're going to be together. We're going to win in the end. Uh, so you're right. That was a huge win for the 49ers. Really, really big. And that's what you're hoping. I mean, that's what you're hoping when you get into the playoffs. Anything you can do uh, to get the win is what you have to do. And the 49ers definitely got it done in this game. Uh, huge win for the 49ers. And, and thank you so much. Sean says, uh, this hat is fire, uh, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, 49ers Cutback. So 49ers Cutback Shop.com. I got some 49ers Cutback merch. Uh, some some things that you can check that out. Link is in the description section if you want to check that out. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is this is my favorite of the 49er Cutbacks hats. Uh, rolls nice with the the jerseys and the red and white when you're wearing them. So, yeah, I always, I always love putting it on. So if you guys want to go check those out, you can. Always appreciate that. Uh, checking out the, you know, the stuff on the store. But when it comes to this win, now the 49ers have to sit back. They get a rest a little bit tomorrow. They're going to get back and watch film on Monday. They're going to put together a game plan, and they're going to go through their natural week of practice. Uh, so you're going to see them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, walkthrough, Saturday, day off, and then Sunday, they've got the NFC Championship game. And you have an opponent that you've already played, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you have a game plan that you instituted against them. You've already broke that down. So you're going to have an initial game plan that the quality control coaches are going to put together. And then you're going to have a – uh, a break, you're gonna have to dig deep into Detroit. So, there's some team, some of these coaches are gonna dig deep into Detroit and they're gonna put half a game plan together and be prepared in case they win. And then, once they do, they're gonna break them down so they're ready for Monday. So, um, that's what's gonna happen now. The 49ers have to be prepared now. Let's be honest, Kyle Shannon is not leaving the facility tonight, he's not, he's breaking down this film tonight. Uh, they these guys are gonna be tirelessly working. Uh, Sean says, Hey, do we know anything about Debo? So uh, what Kyle Shanahan had to say about Debo Samuel was he left the game with a shoulder. He was evaluated for a head injury and cleared. So cleared of the head, but said nothing else about the shoulder. Didn't say, hey, we're waiting for further imaging. Didn't say what the extent of the injury was. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if anything leaks out or if we have to wait until Kyle Shanahan speaks to the media on Monday. Uh, usually they do a conference call on Monday. So we'll see what we find out. But right now we have nothing new on Debo. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out over the next, you know, 20, 24 to 48 hours. See what comes out about Debo. Hopefully it is good news about Debo Samuel because that's what we need. We need good news right now. All right, guys, I am going to check out. I want to thank all of you guys for coming through and checking out the game reaction show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope I catch you guys all in the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.